Hey, this is John Campbell from Lamb of God, and you're watching CMS TV. Chris Aiken presents, and I, of course, am Chris Aiken, and it is time to get heavy as hell. One of my favorite, favorite bands, Goat Whore, back with an absolutely crushing, and I do mean crushing, album, Angels Hung from the Arches of Heaven, and here to talk all about it is the mighty guitarist of the band, Mr. Sammy Duet. Sammy, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Chris? I am good, dude. Uh, dude, before we even talk about the record, I'm going to take you back in time and see if you remember this at all. I'm going to give you a name from the past. Uh-oh, here we I, go. I used to share an office with uh, Mitch Karshevsky of uh, Spotlight Entertainment here in Cleveland. And this, was, this would be all the way back when you guys were promote when you were in Acid Bath. Oh. And um, you were promoting uh, pagan terrorism tactics. And... This is how long ago. This is a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> but what what was funny was Mitch used to always, he never would listen to any of the really heavier stuff. He just was like, yeah, I'll book it. You know, you know I'll book it. If, if you think it'll draw, but do you think it's good? So he used to throw these discs to me in the office and he threw me you guys' discs. That's how I ended up with, with pagan terrorism tactics was he gave it to me. And I listened to it. I was like, this is fucking amazing. And I just remember what I remember most is you guys came into his his little office there in Middleburg Heights, Ohio, like the day of the show. You guys came in and I had you sign my CD, which was cool. And but he like laid all your CDs out on a table and he's like, dude, I am loving this record. He was just lying. He, he didn't even listen to it. I just heard him in the room going, I love this. It's fantastic, man. You guys were like, hey, cool, you know. <laughs> just i don't know do you remember mitch at all <laughs> that was mitch did he have something to do with the flying machine out yes, there? yes yes i remember mitch yes i do yeah mitch was he was a good guy he passed away unfortunately but he was a he was a great guy and he definitely promoted metal which was cool so yeah yeah i remember i've done a lot of shows with mitch especially yep. with goat whore we did a lot of shows with mitch out of the flying machine yep good stuff man well, dude, I don't want to turn this into history because you guys have current history right now. And like I said at the beginning, this new album, Angels Hung from the Arches of Heaven, this thing is amazing. And I'll tell you why I think it's amazing. And you tell me why I'm right or wrong. It hits, all, it pushes all the buttons that Goat Whore always pushes. It's heavy. It's brutal. It's old school. It it doesn't stay death. It's death. It's thrash. It's classic. It's all the different pieces. 
And somehow, surprisingly, there's a little bit of new elements thrown into this that you guys have not done before. You know, it, it just feels, it feels fresh. It feels different, man. So going into it, do you agree with that? Or does it feel yes. like, like go to, oh. to you or what? I mean, we definitely, I don't think we could shy away from that sound, even if we tried. Because, I mean, this album is a testament to that. Because, like you said, there's a lot of new elements that we incorporated that, you know, if anybody else would try to, how can I say this, would try to do what we did on this record, it, it wouldn't sound like goat whore. Right. But when we do it's it I, we can't control that we sound like goat whore. It just kind of happens. And uh I mean we could like even with like even the acoustic parts and all the weird ambient guitar parts and all that stuff that was all an experiment that went right. Mm -hmm. Um it still sounds like us. Yeah. Which, you know, I, 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 it's, it's something that we, I mean, uh, I'm trying to find a good comparison that I could put it towards. Like if, if, if like Dimebag would write a riff that wouldn't be a normal Dimebag riff, it would come out sounding like a Dimebag riff. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I guess that's kind of where we are is that we kind of know what we sound like and we can't really shy away so much from that, but we can also incorporate different elements within the music and still sound like us. Right. Which a lot of bands I find can't really pull off, you know, cause there's a lot of bands like, uh, I'm not going to name any names. There's yeah. a lot of bands <laughs> that have, tr that have tried different things and it didn't sound like them anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Well, and, and I'm going to go the other way with it, too. There's a lot of bands that get comfortable in what they sound like, and they just write to sound like what they expect people to want. And you guys don't do that. No, I mean, I agree with you on that where, once again, we're not going to name any names, but uh, there are a lot of bands that become, uh, they, they achieve a certain uh, status, of mm -hmm. success yeah. and and they become way too comfortable in their own skin i would say and um we're never comfortable in our own skin so right. we're always trying to push the envelope of trying to be more evil and darker and heavier you know and that's always been like the main focus of goat whore is how far can we push ourselves to be even heavier and darker right well, I, and you know, the interesting thing listening to it is if, if you listen to it compared to re the whole rest of the catalog, it, it sort of, to me, it fits, although it does, like I said, it does obvious, have some obvious changes. But if you listen to it just against Vengeful, you know, it sounds very different just against that one record. Well, Vengeful is a really different record for us, you know. Uh, for Vigil Ascension, I would say that we were kind of embracing our rock and roll roots, so right. to speak, mm -hmm. where this record is just, there was one, there was only one mission on this record, was to go as heavy and as dark as we possibly could. 
Well, you know, not to take anything against Vengeful, but we were kind of in a weird mind frame when we did Vengeful. And, uh, you know, we were focusing on different things with Vengeful. And this one, the main focus was just to, you know, like I said, just to try to be as evil sounding as possible. Right on. Well, dude, let's talk about a couple of the songs. And since we're talking about the evil ones, let's go to what I think is the most evil one on the record is definitely my favorite. That is uh, the bestowal of Abomination. If, if for no other reason, I mean, the song is heavy as fuck, but if for no other reason, that little breakdown right in the be- sort of the beginning where it's like, God has no power. It's like, and then boom, right back on top of you. It's like, holy shit, is that fucking vicious? Yeah, that, that was one of those moments that we, you know, we had had the music written and Ben was working on the vocals in the studio. And it was just a little small break with like a little guitar interlude thing. Right. And he was trying to figure out just a phrase to throw over that little bitty section that would like, just how do we emphasize the evil on that part? And then he he just kind of, he was like, I got this. And then he said, it just, God has no power. And it was like, that's it. And then it just blazes into complete chaos after that, you know? So it was, it was one of those moments that, uh, it was, uh, you know, it, it hit the it hit the right nail on the head. It really did. And, you know, even if you would have if you would have went just with silence, like a you know a, a quiet spot, it would have been cool. But that little evil spot right there just really, really hammers it home. And it's such. And, and I mean, the whole song is good. I don't want to make it sound like it's just that one spot. But but man, that the first time I heard it, I was just kind of. You know how it goes, dude. You're listening to stuff kind of casually. You know, as, as a journalist guy, I get 400 records a week. So, you know, they're on in the background. And I just sort of had it on. I'm doing other stuff. And all of a sudden, I, it's like, God has no power. I was like, whoa, stop what you're doing and figure out what you're listening to immediately. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Very good stuff, man. Well, dude, the other one I wanted to talk about, and this one definitely feels like old school goat whore to me and just old school in general, is uh, Death From Above. Very classic sounding, very, you know, straight up heavy thrash or light death. I don't know what you'd call it exactly, but just cool, man. I would call it our attempt of trying to be a punk rock band. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that one came out good. Uh, You know, uh, when I was writing the music for that one, I wasn't really... How can I say it? I thought it would have possibly been like just kind of like a B-side song or something. Okay. And then when we started uh, rehearsing it as a band, it just kind of grew into what it what it is now. Sure. And then Ben had had the vocals and the lyrics to the song, the idea of the... Uh, you know, the female bombers that come in the night and they call them the night witches and right. they would come in and cut their engines and bomb the villages and, and late at night and it would just, you know, it was just a chaos when they would come in and attack these villages and they would call, they were all female avi- aviators and they would call them the night witches or the right. Noctexan. 
So he had that idea from like, uh, I think on Constricting Rage of the Merciless, he was working, he was trying to work those lyrics into a song, but it never really panned out. And then finally, he's like, this is a song that's going to work perfectly. Right on, man. Well, it definitely works. There's no question on that. Well, Sammy, you know, the pandemic, miserable for everybody. I'm, ass- I'm assuming for you guys, same as all the rest of us. It sucked. Oh, yeah. But as a creator of this kind of music, is, was it better or worse? Maybe, I mean, obviously, it's terrible. But was it better or worse for the vibe of creating this kind of angry, heavy music? It was definitely better. Because, okay. I mean, it, it, if you listen to the album, really, if you soak it in, there's like a sense of, of depression and isolation in this record, you know, that I think really came through on a lot of the songs. Right. You know, and, you know, every, you knew you were locked up, you mm-hmm. know, basically you, you, couldn't, you couldn't do anything. Yeah. And uh, it was almost like being in jail or just being stranded, like, on a desert island alone, you know. It was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of people that didn't make it out of the pandemic. A lot of my friends in particular yeah. that didn't make it out of the pandemic, not because they got sick. It's just because of the depression got the better of them and they ended up taking their own lives, yeah. which is a shame. But... Let's not get into that. But yes, the pandemic definitely, you know, affected me mentally. Yeah, the the energy. There was no energy. It was more like it sucked the energy out of me. (laughs) Right on. But uh, yeah, yeah, the pandemic sucked, basically. You know, I mean, nobody, you know, especially being a musician and being a musician that, that loves to travel and loves to play live shows, you know, I think that was the biggest blow over the whole pandemic, you know, because we didn't know what was going to happen next. Nobody knew what was going to happen next. Nobody knew if we were ever going to play a live show again, if anybody was going to yeah. ever experience live music again, you know, mm-hmm. and it was, it was a scary time, you know. Oh, it definitely was, man. Well, dude, since we're talking about scaring, let's try and scare the people a little bit with one of the videos that you've released. Let's... uh. Let's give them a little taste of Born of Satan's Flesh. Uh, what can you tell me about this song in the video? I could tell you the song was loosely based off of an old horror movie called uh, Blood on Satan's Claw. Okay. So all you horror movie fans out there, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with this movie. If you're not, go give it a watch. It's uh, it's old. I think I believe in the 60s or 70s, but okay. it definitely the, uh, the vibe of the song definitely fits the vibe of the movie. Let's put it that way. All right. Well, let's check it out right now. It is Born of Satan's Flesh. It is Goat Horror, and we will be back with Sammy Duet right here on Chris Aiken Preserve. Captain Awakening Vader New 
is Chris Aiken Presents, and I, of course, am Chris Aiken chatting with Goat Whore's main guitarist, main guy, I'll say. It is a Sammy duet. Uh, new album, Angels Hung from the Arches of Heaven, out and fantastic. It is an absolute ass kicker. Now, Sammy, you, you worked with Jared Pritchard again for, for this release, and second time I believe that you've worked with him. Yeah. What is it about his production skills or style that, that you guys are comfortable with? Because, I mean, you've done this a million times. You, you don't need anybody. Well, uh, the thing about Jared was that he worked for us for about 10 years as our live sound engineer. Okay. So he knows probably better than anybody what Goat Whore should sound like. Okay. At least, at least capturing the sound. Because basically what Jared did is he tracked the record. So he was there in the studio while we were playing and getting the tones and the sounds and all that stuff. So if anybody would know what we sound like as far as an outsider's perspective, he would know probably better than anybody because he's probably mixed. I, I couldn't even name. I, I would guess he mixed at least a thousand goat whore shows. Oh, nice. At least. So he would know what we sound like. But uh, he did a fantastic job, and Kirk Ballou mixed the record, and uh, he knocked it completely out of the park. Yeah, that, that, I was reading that, that you said that he, he also was he, – he really had his finger in there with some of the arrangements. Was, that, that seemed odd to me that you, that you had an outsider helping you arrange tracks. Well, it was very small ideas that made big, that made big differences. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, like uh, – man, uh, 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 I forget how to give up. I'm trying to think of an example that I would give, but anyway, you know, because he, he, when we got in touch with him to mix the record, he agreed to it and he wanted to hear the demo tracks that we had beforehand mm -hmm. just to know that we, what he was going into. Sure. So I, I sent him all the demo tracks that I had of like just the structures of the songs. And then he was like, do you mind if I kind of give you some ideas on some of the songs that I think can be improved or try something different, which is always, you know, when you're, when someone's painting a picture, okay. Or drawing a picture. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if there's an outsider's perspective that looks at the picture, they might see something completely different from what the artist was actually trying to achieve with the picture. Sure. You know, maybe add some red here maybe take out some of the white here. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So basically that's how uh, Kurt approached it. You know, it okay. wasn't like these massive changes, you know, it was just like, why don't you just play the riff like uh, a key higher just for the right. first two times and drop it down into the lower key okay. for the rest of it. You know, it's just small little things that I yeah. really – wouldn't think of that's sure. at an outsider an out outsider would see rather than I would, you know? So it's almost adding the subtleties that you're too close to hear. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Uh, definitely worked because <laughs> it's so good. Uh, and I do want to tell you sonically best goat whore record of all of them. This is the I best agree. sounding record you've ever done. I agree with you. It sounds like us, which is, which is what we've always tried to achieve, you know, mm -hmm. not, not to say that the older records don't sound like us or sound bad or anything. It's just, I always found they were a little too perfect. Mm -hmm. And this, 
I, I feel that kind of the energy, even though the record, you know, the performances on the record aren't a hundred percent perfect. The vibe is there. It, it, the human element is there. Let's just put it that way. You right know? On. Yeah, it definitely is. Well, Sammy, you're obviously a touring guy. I mean, you, you know, we started with a touring story and, uh, and certainly you've been on the road forever and ever. You're back on the road. The world is now different because of pandemic, uh, you know, and, and just because people don't seem to, at least to me, I've been to a couple shows and it seems like the pandemic has gotten people out of the habit of going. You know, it, it just seems like it not as it doesn't seem like people are afraid. It just seems like people aren't going as much. So, what are you seeing out there? And you know, are you encouraged about the ability to get back out there? I mean, we just did. Well, man, we just did a bunch of touring right before the album came out. Sure. And the shows went off way better than I expected. Okay, great. Like people were out in droves and they were excited and it was great, you know? So, I mean, as far as people, you know, being more reserved as to going to shows nowadays, I didn't really see that. You okay. Know? Where were you touring? I'm just curious. We just did the United States. Oh yeah, west, east, met all of it. Uh, the whole and the whole thing, yeah. Okay. We did we did the whole thing like twice within a matter of like four months. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. All right, very cool, man. I, I just know I've been to a few shows here and shows that I would have expected to be sold to the gills and just you know fifteen hundred seaters with four hundred people in them. And I'm just like, wow, what happened? You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> but. Whatever, maybe that was a few months ago. Maybe people are coming around, or maybe it's just here. Who knows? But in any event, what are you guys' tour plans going forward? You have a new record, and you're a tour dog, so I'd imagine you're going out. Yeah, we're going out with Revocation in Europe in January and February, which will be fantastic because we haven't been to Europe in a while, so that'll be great. Uh, and I think we're going to possibly be doing some warm-up shows in the South, Okay. Around around our area before that before that tour starts, just some I think uh, possibly three shows or four shows in Florida and a show or two in Louisiana possibly. Okay, very good, man. Well, dude, uh, before before we wrap this one up, I got to ask you the one question, not about about you at all, but about guys I know you know. Obviously, the Pantera tribute reunion, whatever we're calling that, is happening. Thoughts? Uh, will you go to a show? I mean, yes, of course. I, okay. I'd be curious to see what happens. You know, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. And you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I feel there. I, I understand what they're trying to do. You yeah. know, I mean, the two of the key members are no longer with us. Mm -hmm. You know, which is uh, very unfortunate. And you know, you have to think there's this enormous resurgence in Pantera nowadays. You know. Right. Which, you know, I, I support it 100%, you yeah. know, absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, between Phil and Rex, you know, I'm sure they have some deep-rooted feelings that they need closure in their lives to do this, you mm -hmm. know. And I feel the same way about Acid Bath, you know. I mean, even though, um, and I'm not saying there's going to be an Acid Bath reunion. Right. I did not say that. <laughs> but I would definitely be open to 
do something like that, you know, celebrating Acid Bats music, sure. even though it wouldn't be with all the original members. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And of course, you're going to have the people that's going to say, oh, you shouldn't be doing this with such and such a person and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, if they really knew that person, they would be, you'd be like, this person would want his music to be yeah. celebrated, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, if you're hinting at an acid bath reunion, you just sold one ticket right here in Cleveland because I'm going. That <laughs> well, there will never be an acid bath reunion, but there is a, a <laughs> there's a possibility of a celebration of acid baths music, possibly <laughs> one, one day. One right. day. Well, make that one day in Cleveland, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll certainly try. <laughs> nice. Well, well, Sammy, obviously, man, you have this killer new album, Angels Hung from the Arches of Heaven. It is a fantastic release. And uh, where should we tell people to go to keep up with you and um, tour dates and all that kind of stuff? Well, to keep up with the Goat Whore stuff, I would probably go to either the Goat Whore Facebook or the Instagram or the website, www.goatwhore.net. Okay. If you want to keep up with me, I have a personal Instagram that I kind of post a lot of stuff on okay and it's just a hashtag no not hashtag ampersand yeah. ampersand sammy pierre do it that's it all right well one more time it is goat whore angels hung from the arches of heaven and uh sammy i thought we'd wrap this up with the title track you have a video for that uh what can you tell me about that one to wrap this up well pretty self-explanatory i mean the song is called angels hung from the arches of heaven <laughs> there's not a whole lot of uh gray area there you know <laughs> yeah it's not it's not about it's not a happy song <laughs> well it depends why well, it depends how you look at it yeah <laughs> very good man well one more time last time angels hung from the arches of heaven it is goat whore and sammy thanks so much for joining me here on chris Aker presents Thank you for having me, Chris.